1: Hello Mystery Seekers, my name is Marek Larwood, and welcome to The Mysterious Isle, a podcast in which I will investigate the strange and peculiar goings-on that take place on the diamond-shaped island that sits across the Solent at the base of the United Kingdom. I'm talking, of course, about the Isle of Wight. This week's episode, The Black Gang Chine Conspiracy. Good luck, mate. Picture the year, it's 1983, just one year after 1982. It's Saturday night, party time, which means my older brother and I are sat watching television with a glass of milk and a pepperoni pizza. The rest of the family are getting ready to go out on a night trip to the infamous Isle of Wight tourist attraction, Gang Chine. But my brother and I don't want to go to that shit. We're staying in, because Mum has said that we're allowed to watch Jaws. Cut to five minutes later, and the girl just got killed at the start of Jaws, and my brother and I have absolutely shit ourselves. We decided it's best to go to Black Gang Chine. Soon, we'd changed out of our wet pants, and we were on our way... What followed was a truly magical experience of smugglers' caves, mazes, mysterious lights, an occasion never to be forgotten. I can't remember any more of the details, but rest assured, it was good. The same experience was echoed by millions of children until they went to the mainland and realised there are much better rides without the risk of the whole theme park crumbling down a cliff face. So what is this Black Gang Chine business? I'll tell you if you listen. Situated on the uh, south of the the Isle of Wight, Black Gang Chine calls itself the UK's oldest theme park. And rumoured to have once been a home of smugglers, it is also the site of a great tragedy. As on October 11th, 1836, the cargo ship named the Clarendon was wrecked at the foot of Black Gang Chine, with the loss of all aboard. So, surely it's a place absolutely dripping with mystery. What's this place like then? Well, there's a pirate cove, a realm of dinosaurs, an underwater kingdom, a crooked house, a fairy village, you know, stuff like that. It calls itself a land of imagination, and you need a lot of that to block out the smell of kids' piss when you go and see the mouth of hell. If you want a better picture of it, um, imagine plastic models but everyone is made so that it looks like if you were in a room alone with it at night it would definitely kill you. mean, well, Some might say that a visit to Black Gang giant is already terrifying but could it be harbouring an even scarier conspiracy? Wendy, 38 years old and a milkmaid from East Cowes was on a visit to Black Gang China one summer holiday She thought it'd be a good way to cheer up her children, until things took a turn for the worse. I went to visit Wendy at her house to hear her incredible story. Before we start uh, this interview, I should let you know that in order to protect her identity, Wendy is not her real name. Also, uh, I have to report that Wendy was so scarred by her experiences, that she developed a very strange form of Tourette's where she had to repeat everything twice. I mean, I had to sit through that and no one deserved to hear that. What you're about to hear is the original interview from me, but I've replaced Wendy with an actress reading a transcript of her words. Anyway, here we go. Hello, Wendy. Uh, Thanks for uh, coming to chat to me. Um, Can you tell me how long have you been a, a milkmaid
2: I, I'm a chambermaid I clean hotels
1: right but if you if you wanted to could could you milk a cow no well okay let's just um let's just move on uh, give me um give me the background shit
2: okay well I suppose I should start with Kevin yes go for it so I've been married to Kev for about three years. It was it was a really difficult relationship.
1: Mm. And how did you you meet? Uh, we used to get off with each other at school. Okay. What uh, during lessons?
2: No more sort of break time weekends.
1: Okay, yeah, so I understand. What sort of um what sort of basis did you did you get to?
2: Well, between second and third, depending on how much Mad Dog Twenty Twenty I'd had.
1: Which well, sounds like a pretty good relationship. Oh, it was perfect. I even
2: wrote his name in my art folder. I think it was probably the happiest I've ever been till one day, out of the blue, he was gone. Kidnapped? No, he moved to a different school in the mainland. What, didn't he tell you? Well, no, we didn't really talk much. We just got off with each other. In fact, I don't think we spoke at all.
1: Oh, uh, well that must have been you know, really, really difficult for you.
2: Yeah, I was upset for about a week and then I went out with Simon Watkins. I didn't see Kevin again for another 20 years.
1: Wow, so when he came back as a ghost?
2: No, no, I saw him in the big Tesco's.
1: So, um, can you tell me what happened next, please?
2: Um, Well, it was weird, because at first he thought I was my mum, but when we got talking I reminded him that, you know, 20 years had passed, so I, so I was older. Um, we chatted loads about what happened when we were young and then we talked about how badly our lives are going now i just got divorced and he got divorced too, but from a different person. Anyway, cut a long story short, um, soon things got back to the way they were 20 years ago.
1: So you go to school and you get off with each other?
2: No, we would stay at home.
1: So it was a bit different then? I mean, did you only get off with each other at break and at lunchtime?
2: Oh, no, it was, it was most of the day.
1: Right, well, all right. All right, enough of the dirty stuff. Um, what, what happened next?
2: Well, soon we were in love. And by the end of the week, we were engaged.
1: Wow, that sounds like a dream come true.
2: It was like two dreams come true. His and mine. But three years later, it turned into a different type of dream. A bad dream? No, a nightmare. I found that Kev had got into gambling, right? Not horses or the dogs or like normal stuff like that, but he would bet people that he could do superhuman things, like turn into a swan or hit the moon with a potato.
1: Why did he hit the moon with a potato?
2: Not even a small one. What,
1: a new potato?
2: Yeah. Things started going missing around the house, Reggie meals, tea towels, tins of peaches. I realized they were all being gambled away. One morning, I woke up to have breakfast and all the forks had gone. How are we supposed to eat with no forks? When I realised me and my children could starve to death, I knew I had to ask Kevin to do something about it.
1: It was at this point that uh, Wendy started crying. Not the actress you can hear, she was alright, but the, uh, the real Wendy started crying, although the actress was a bit tearful. So it was a great opportunity for an advertising break. Hello, listeners. If you enjoy this Mysterious Soul podcast, you might want to go to themysterioussoul.com, where there are links to other podcasts and also the video series that accompanies this. It's basically on YouTube. If you look up Merrick Larwood, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I'm the Mysterious Soul or at the Mysterious Soul. It varies according to word count. And if you would like to support this podcast, just go to themysterioussoul.com, click on support. And there's instructions of re- what reward you can get if you donate. Let's just get on with the story. I think she stopped crying by now. Uh, Wendy, um, the advertising break's probably finished now. So are you ready? Are you ready to mm-hmm. carry on? Mhm. I mean, nothing particularly strange or mysterious or that interesting has really happened yet. So this, this. I mean, I'd appreciate if this got good pretty fast, please. Sure,
2: yeah. So, uh, two years had passed, right? I hadn't heard a word from Kev. It seemed like 1994 all over again.
1: And why was that?
2: Because that was when he left the last time. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. It was the summer holidays, and three days in, I was already starting to hate the children.
1: Yeah, I can understand, because I mean, looking at the photos, they look uh, like a bunch of arseholes. No, just, just carry on, please.
2: So, I took them to Black Gang Chine just to shut them up. Anyway, we was in cowboy land. You can tell it's cowboy land because of all the cowboys. I was having a coffee, and I heard the kids scream from the saloon. Well,
1: One of them was being eaten?
2: No, it was worse than that.
1: Well, uh, pissed on, and then eaten?
2: No, not that. But well, I immediately, I put my coffee down, I ran into the saloon. The kids were screaming, and pointing at a strange figure in the distance, and do you know what? Before I could even make out its face, the outline of it looks so familiar.
1: Because uh, you have been to Black Can Chime before?
2: No, because it was in the shape of... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just that...
1: <laughs> it's Come on, just spit it out.
2: <laughs> it was in the shape of Kevin. As I moved closer, I noticed the hair was like Kevin's. The hands were like Kevin's. The eyes were like Kevin's. And the nose. That was like Kevin's too. There could only be one conclusion.
1: Well, you were drunk.
2: No, it was Kevin.
1: Right, so I'm sorry. Just let me get this straight. You think that Black Gang Chine are taking people and then somehow transforming them into plastic models? Yes. Right.
2: My friend Kate came in and she agreed it looked a bit like Kevin if he'd been in a car accident.
1: Okay, so uh, how about the kids, how did they take it?
2: Well, the kids were upset, first of all, but after a while they, they got used to it. He didn't talk much in the first place, so it was pretty much the same as usual after that. We tried to visit him every week. Sometimes i go by myself when, it, when it's open at night time for a bit, you know,
1: a bit of, a bit of special time. You get off with a plastic model.
2: He's a human being.
1: Right. Well, I suppose it's easier to wipe down. So, um, how would you say things are now?
2: Oh, better than ever. The kids get to see him every other week. He's a much better listener than he used to be. My friend Katie even approached some of the staff at Black Gang to see if she could get her husband done, but they denied all knowledge of it.
1: Okay. all right, well, um... Thank you very much for your time, Wendy, uh, and, um, well, good luck with plaster, Kevin. After this interview, I wanted to investigate Wendy's concerns further, so I wrote to Black Gang Chine. Here's what I wrote. Dear Sir Stroke, Madam, I wonder if you can help me with an unusual inquiry. A friend of mine recently visited Black Gang Chine and found out that one of the gambling cowboys in the saloon closely resembled her ex-husband. She had not heard from her ex in about over two years. Is there any possibility that this model could be her husband who has somehow been kidnapped, plasticized and placed in the saloon? Thanks for your help, Marek Larwood. To my surprise, I received a reply. Hi Marek, thanks for getting in touch with your concerns. We will look into this for you and try to help. Which model was it? There are two gambling cowboys. I replied, thanks for replying. It is the blonde-haired cowboy nearest the window. I've attached a photo so you get the correct cowboy. His name was originally Kev, if it is indeed him. Thanks for your help. Marek That was sent 13 days ago. Still no reply. I can only draw one conclusion. That Wendy is 100% right. You can see the photo of Kev on the website themysteriousoel.com. Anyway, it's time for your letters section. Remember, you can write in to themysterioussoil at gmail.com with your mysteries, and I'll read them out on this incredibly popular podcast. Letter section. The letter section. The letter section. Here's a letter from Dean from Seaview. Dear Mysterious Isle, I was on a number 8 bus to Newport sitting on the top deck. I noticed that one of the bus shelters had something on its roof that can only be described as a dog shit. How could a perfectly formed dog shit get on top of a bus shelter? Does this mean what I think it means? Dean from Seaview. Well, Dean, um, if you're suggesting flying dogs, I think it's the only logical explanation. It would be great if anyone in the Newport area has seen any flying dogs or dogs that could jump high or dogs that are able to project shit over long distances. Please help us with your opinions. And thanks for writing in, Dean. Well, that's it for this week's episode. I understand that some of the stories you've heard are very shocking and upsetting. But unless you're currently on the Isle of Wight, don't worry. I'd like to thank Lola Rose Maxwell for... Reading the part of Wendy in this investigation, you can follow her on Twitter at Lucky Lola Rose. And why not give her a podcast to listen to? It's called The Infinite Fairy Tale. You can find it on iTunes or on Twitter at IFT Pod. Alright, good luck out there. And remember, next time you're at Black Gang Chine and you tell your kids they can go for a piss in the Cowboy saloon. That might not be a plastic model they're pissing up against. It might be someone's dad. Stay safe.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,